are here living the authentic life. We are here with Melly Cruz, all things Melly. That's right. And this fabulous woman, I I guess we kind of knew each other a few years ago, but we really met and connected through Kelly Raybon. Yes. And girl, you have blown me away with your shared vulnerable journey of breast cancer and overcoming so many challenges and yet have shown up in the most beautiful, light-filled, joyous way every time I've seen you. And it's truly inspiring for anyone who meets you and anyone who follows you. And we're so honored to have you today. Thank you so much. I am so honored and excited. This is the first time I do anything like this. Just like FYI. <laughs> I know. Really? I've done it in Spanish. You do know this is not my first language. I do so, know. Yes. yes and yes, you're so. so articulate and you Thank have you. such a great use of words because a lot of people struggle with naming what they're feeling. Yes. And I think you've done so much work Thank figuring you. out your emotions. You're such a great mom and wife and um, blogger, influencer. And then, I mean, I knew your hair and makeup was always fabulous. And then own a <laughs> cosmetic client, literally chills right now, and own a, uh, a business that you style hair and makeup. Like it's just truly, and in two languages. Wow. It's been a journey, girlfriend. It's been a long journey, but I am very grateful for each part of it. And I'm excited to tell you all about it. I'm excited. Okay. I think the most incredible thing, I would say you're absolutely authentic. There's something, and you use the word vulnerable. Yeah. It's, um, is that a big part of your authenticity? Is that vulnerability? It is. I feel that, well, I grew up in Monterey, Mexico. Mm -hmm. So I feel culturally it's very different mm -hmm. here from there so in our culture mm -hmm. it's very much like your life is perfect like you don't want to show your vulnerability because that makes you weak through life mm -hmm. i know through life and i know it's changed you know people yes, evolve yes, cultures yes, evolve yes but I feel that through life and through the challenges that I have been presented with, I've learned that being vulnerable actually makes me stronger. And I have found the most amazing people through my journey, through connecting, through just, you know, being transparent and sharing my life as it is. Because we all go through stuff, you know, we all go through hardships. So. Um, yeah, being vulnerable has helped me grow into the person I want to be. And this is where I am. Like this is what it's happening right now. Like this conversation, like yeah, in this moment in my life, this is my healing era. So it's hard to be vulnerable, but I push myself each time. Yeah. And it's so much, it is work. It's work to show up every day. Yeah for your three kids because it didn't matter if you were just out of the hospital, they needed to be fed, they needed to yes. go to school, they needed mama's love, and they're scared too. And then you have these two businesses, the cosmetics company, the, the uh, makeup and hair company, and then your responsibility to show up as an influencer and a writer. How does, I mean, as women in general, 
we struggle with that balance. Like, was it such a clear purpose for you? Were there days it was hard to know what to do? Tell us a little bit about that. Cause I feel like as we grow, we still sometimes struggle with, we only have so much time. Absolutely. And I feel that the hardest part for me when I was diagnosed, so I was diagnosed at the end of 2021 with stage three breast cancer. And it was very shocking because it does not run in the family. Nobody has ever had cancer in my family. Mm -hmm. My genetic test came back negative. So it was just, yes, crazy. And at the moment, it's really the fear of not being there for your babies, mm -hmm. like not watch them grow. Mm -hmm. But then during treatment was not being present. It's like, you yes. don't know if, are these my last months? Am I gonna make it? But I still wanna be there for them. But also with time, I realized that living that rushed life and trying to balance all the things, right? Like I have two mm. businesses, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a friend, and I'm trying to do all these things ultimately your body does keep the score mm -hmm. so i felt my body telling me stop it's time to stop and rest so i did show up i still going through chemo going through radiation going through surgeries i never missed a football game i never missed you know ballet for kiara i was there but I also learned to find that balance to recover and rest and be more intentional with what I'm doing. So I love what I do. I love my blogging. I love my makeup line. I love all these things, but I love me too. And that has been the learning journey for me. Like it's okay to be, to put myself first, you know, to also take care of me. Cause then I can take care of others better. I always make that joke. That, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. that's saying you've got to put the oxygen mask on your right. first, on yourself first. Because I feel like um, I always want to put it on Bella first. But then here I am, not breathing. How can I help her? Exactly. Um, and they watch what we do more than what we mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. yes. uh, I was so so proud of you on several different occasions. One, I was so proud of you that you showed up for, for your friend at Tootsie's for the breast cancer event, knowing you were going to and for uh, treatment the next day and you surgery. had surgery. Yeah, surgery. Thank you mm -hmm. for correcting, not treatment, surgery, I but you showed up. I had my exchange surgery the next morning. I had to be there at 5 a.m. But yeah. then when we had podcast scheduled, I was even more proud that you told me I can't do that this week because it wasn't time sensitive. It wasn't something that had to happen. And you were confident enough that it was okay to do that. And sometimes I feel like as women we're more concerned about how we would let someone down than taking care of ourselves. I struggle with that a lot. Yeah, I feel we all do. We all do as a former people pleaser, mm -hmm. I struggle very much because there is this thought that I need to show up for everybody. Everything is, is urgent, but mm -hmm. what about my health? So thank you for saying that. I didn't like, it means a lot that you, um, 
reminded me of that. You know, I know now when that to was say even no. more. It was even more impressive that you took care of yourself than you showing up. And right. I thought you showing up was beyond impressive. And I want to go back to you dreamed up this life. And so many people are like, you're so lucky. And it makes my daughter so mad when people are like, you're so lucky you're smart. And she's like, this isn't luck. This took work. Exactly. And you focused and you manifested, but girl, you hustled. You are beautiful. You are strong, but you had to, to be a model and to travel and do what you did was not simple. It was work. Tell us a yeah. little bit about the beginning that wasn't so glamorous because the shots are glamorous. Right. But, but the behind the scenes, <laughs> it's a lot of work and it's crazy. Yeah. So I started, I was born and raised in Monterey, Mexico, mm -hmm. and I started modeling when I was around 16 years old. Um, I have a degree in international relations. I worked for the government of the state. Big deal. Awesome position. I hated it. I just knew, yeah, I just knew it, it helped me create connections, which is yes. something I yes. love and get experience. But I just always knew I wanted to be in the fashion and beauty industry. So I started modeling and during the weekends, I started building my business in the hair and makeup artistry. And by 23 years old, I had like five artists working for me and we were traveling wow. and doing like runway. So I was working as a model, you know, on the runway and also behind the scenes with like my team. And it was, I was hustling girl. And I had a full, like a nine to five. Well, actually Mexico, we do like seven to seven, like you work right. all freaking long. So I was a hustler. I had to start from the bottom up. Then I get married and things in Mexico just get really dangerous. It was mm -hmm. around that time where it was just a lot of violence. And my husband, he's a lawyer. He got a job in the States and literally we decided let's do it. Wow. I had a newborn. Did you leave your family yes. behind? Everything. Wow. Wow. We literally your culture bags. And it is a culture shock. Even though there's, there's a lot of people from Mexico here, it is a very different experience. Than what exactly. You Packed her bags, moved to the wow. States, left everything behind. So it was a very lonely time in my life, I'm going to say, because mm -hmm. I was a new mom. I was in this little very apartment. Isolating. Yes, I had nobody here. I have a sister, but like she had her life going yes. on. I left my friends behind. I left my modeling career, my business, everything to give oh, wow. my family a better future, a safer future but i knew you know what if i made it then i can make it now it's gonna take time but i'll make it and little by little knocking on doors and i started expanding my makeup and hair artistry business and then i launched my makeup line i went to new york to a new york fashion week and i thought you know what this is the time started very little and you know and then um, I had my second baby. Uh, we, lost, we, we had a miscarriage in the middle. So, you know, all life struggles. Yes. And then finally being diagnosed um, with breast cancer. And I st had started blogging back in Mexico actually many years ago, even before 
It was a thing. Yeah. You know, when they left writing. Yes. I started actually writing when I was got engaged with my now husband and you know how those like wedding websites, they used to be super popular. Well, I was just sharing my love story and our trips and just like everyday life. And it just kind of went viral because some uh, wedding magazine published it. So that was the way before, you know, how things went viral in actual magazines, like paper magazines. (laughs) Um, And yeah, so that's how I started blogging, connecting with brands, started working with brands. Then now in the States, this is a new life. This is another language. This is new people. This is. But you seem to think in English, or do you translate? Most of the time, yeah, I do. Okay. Now I do, but it just took a imagine long time. No, just I imagine can't. trying to share your feelings in your language. Sometimes, it's right? Like, What's the word? Like I want to make and sure. And there's not the same words. Not trying a different language. Yeah. There's not the same words. There's so it's many in girl. Italian and in Spanish that aren't a word in yeah. um, English. Exactly. So it's, it's a struggle sometimes, but I manage, I manage. Well, I think your eyes speak and I think you're really clear about sharing your emotions with your face and you're so passionate about things. And I want to go back to so many people that we talk to young people that are starting out their careers. I think they want to kind of fast forward and just open the company. That's the um, hair and makeup company and just go start their line of makeup without being in the trenches, seeing how it works at a fashion show, seeing what the teams do, hiring the people and going slowly. And there is so much to doing the work and doing it slowly. What do you say to people that come to you and want to start their own lines? Are there certain recommendations you have? Because so many people have this, I want your life. How do I get it? And you're like, oh, that is a great question. And this is where I am now trying to find that balance because I used to be that hustler. I used to Mm -hmm. be that go-getter and it's it's fun and it's wonderful and I loved it but it's also exhausting so now I would say absolutely follow your dreams absolutely go get what you want but put yourself first like put your your get your priorities in order because sometimes I feel like we go in this um how do you say that in English like the the hamster the hamster wheel yes you're just on the course and then you just keep going it's never ending so now i have learned to truly trust god trust Mm -hmm. the universe be intentional with what Mm -hmm. i want put it out there work hard but i'm not i'm not putting my health in the back burner and going trying to get things for me i set my intention i manifest it and i then i i know the right people are going to come my way the right connections and the doors are going to be open for me it's 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 hard to explain but i just have a different sense of peace mm-hmm. and of knowing that as long as i am on the right path and taking care of me everything will fall into place so take care of you i would say work on you first because you can be knocking on all the wrong doors and they're never going to open 
and you can you're gonna you're gonna exhaust yourself and, and you're gonna so feel like yeah. over the pain of letting people who aren't safe or who aren't like-minded or don't have the same intentions as you exactly and that's what i found with so many guests that i feel like are in a calming place, mm -hmm. living their best life, struggling with still really difficult things. Yes. Just because you live your best life doesn't mean you don't struggle. Your best days are filled with the most struggles. Absolutely. But you have that reflection and then you're able to, to identify what's most important. And I think part of it is that chase. Like, um, and I found that there's certainly um, a lot that I wanted to do. And when I got it, I was like, yes, I'm so glad I did this. And then there's other things that I wanted to have an accolade or reach something. And when I got it, it just didn't mean as much as I thought it was. Like, and what's next? It's like you feel empty because that's really not what we are created for. Yes. And you I know? think it goes back to something more than what we feel in any one moment. And don't get me wrong, a handbag, a great oh, piece of jewelry, that. that lasts we longer want, than a minute. <laughs> that we, we hustle for that, absolutely. And, we, <laughs> and uh, we were talking about that before, is I do believe um, as women who work hard, and whether you're a stay-at-home mom supporting a family so your husband can bring money, we're all working hard as yeah. part of a family unit to do it that we want to have the freedom to, to do the things that we want to do. But sometimes we have to make sacrifices. And I know there's, I shared earlier and I've shared a little bit with my daughter's health problems. Yeah. I knew every day that I was coming to work committing to showing up and being my best self. But if anything happened with her, I was gone. And that so then I didn't struggle because for a long time I struggled. What should I do? Should I, should I go to this thing for her at school or should I show up to this event? And once I clearly delineated yeah. what that balance was, I found life so much easier. And I found faith to do that for me. Is it something that are you think about it daily? Do you have readings? Like what is kind of... How do you do, are you doing yoga? Do you exercise? What are some of your go-tos? I have become very into like podcasts, like, you know, growth podcast. Um, I grew up in a Christian home. I have a relationship with God. I feel like just having my spiritual life connected, that has made a huge impact. So yes, this is my era where I am very much focused on growing in my spiritual life, doing all the things, meditating, praying, um, yoga, all of that. And that is right now at the priority, like at the top Good. of my list where like it was. It's on the schedule yeah. and we don't let that come Every off day. because we need to find that yeah. peace to keep going. And um, I love that I invited you to an event and you said, I have a few girlfriends that are my inner circle. Can I invite them? I was like, yes. <laughs> and I love when I meet strong women and then I get to meet their people. And that's mm -hmm. such a big part. And you shared that that group of people has really changed your life too. And I think some women struggle with finding that group. So maybe you can tell them a little bit about. That has been huge for me. I feel that after 
you know, through this journey, I have become very protective of my circle. I have mm -hmm. become, um, yeah, just very guarded in a sense where I don't let everybody in anymore. And I'm mm -hmm. an empath. Mm -hmm. So I love yes. people. I love yes. connecting, mm -hmm. but I have learned that I don't have to be friends with everybody. It's okay to just have a few people who mm -hmm. really know me, whom I really know and who, you know, we're helping each other grow. And that's, you know, that's a hard part of survivorship of this stage where I am. Like, yes, you went through cancer and you survived and you're so grateful but you're in this stage where you're finding yourself and where you're yes. not tolerating crap anymore and like right. and some people knew and are accustomed to the past version the unhealed version the reactive maybe version of you and you're not that person anymore mm -hmm. so now they don't there's no it's, place the for that strong because it's relationship not as, anymore. Right. Yeah. And it's hard because you're it letting is. go of people who you thought were going to be your people. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, again, I feel that when you connect with your purpose and when you connect with God, the universe, whatever it is mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. anybody, um, then everything, all the pieces fall into place and the mm -hmm. right people come to your life and the people who do not belong in your life anymore they don't i have learned that people come into your life for a reason or a season mm -hmm. so they can be here for a period of time to help you through a certain situation or they can be here to teach you something to help you grow and then it's okay to let them go you know it they serve their purpose it's hard it is it's hard okay. so, because we're yeah. very and um, even though I'm not Italian per se, I feel like I have that Latin, like mm -hmm. I can, I'm a I can lover, sense. like, yeah, I feel yeah. passion. I feel passion for, but sometimes that goes in, um, <laughs> highs and lows and all of it. Yeah. But, um, so it is different to go through hard things with people following you. Mm. So let's talk about being an influencer, going through health challenges and yeah. um and i'll start by saying there was a time where i couldn't share anything about bella because it was too uncertain and it was her story right i think if it was my story i could have shared it from the beginning but it was her story to tell and i wanted to wait till we knew more of how to tell it because it was hard where everybody says you should do this have you tried this doctor have you done that everybody has an opinion yeah. oh, so yeah. It is such a hard thing when you open things and then all the opinions flood. Yeah. So share a little bit about that. That was hard because I use my, my platform is my work. I love, and it's a hobby. I love what I do and it's a hobby turn into a job. So drawing the line between, I want to still be me, be transparent and share as I've always shared, you know, some some followers have followed since 2006 so like i was single and then i got engaged then i had a baby then i moved to the states then i launched my different businesses then you know i went through a miscarriage so like they like why am i not gonna open my life through this horrible disease when 
I'm sure many others are going through this mm-hmm. struggle as well. But it was hard to draw the line where, like, how much do I want to share? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I knew I had the power. Like, I knew Good. I could share as much as I felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I shared it all, and it felt good because it was almost like therapeutic for me Mm -hmm. and I created really beautiful connections with my audience because they were like thank you I thought your life was perfect Mm -hmm. I thought you know everything was going fine and it's good to it's refreshing to see real life and also to see that you can go through the crappiest moments in your life without losing yourself Without falling apart. Without falling apart. And still look beautiful. Still do your hair and makeup. Still show up. But I almost felt like that was my my outlet to finding joy. Sometimes when you... You, I say, Danette and I have this thing. We're going to dress our way out of a situation. There's mornings I walk in and Orion's like, God, you look great today. I'm like, I'm dressing my way out of my mood. Absolutely. There is something to that. There is absolutely something to that. And for me, as, you know, as a makeup and hair artist, I love beauty. I feel that makeup goes way beyond like your looks i feel Mm -hmm. that if i look good in the mirror i feel good there's something you know isn't it true so i never looked at myself as a sick person right so i would say i'm fine i'm gluing my freaking lashes to my eyelid because i didn't have i lost my lashes remember i lost my eyebrows and i was like penciling yeah and it's fine i'm fine i'm gonna push through this and i also allowed myself to feel like crap when i needed to and cry and stay in bed so i learned that you can be both it's okay you You can can be be both You know, you can feel like crap and be angry and be sad and be depressed. And you can also feel good and go out. We would go out for brunch after each chemo today, like with my girlfriends and just cheers to life and keep living, you know, and they would be there when I wasn't feeling Mm -hmm. very well, too. So, yeah, I feel like um, it just helps you go through the hard stuff when you just do it in a more positive way that that at least that worked that has works worked for me yeah and I find that when people are accustomed to you being happy when you're disappointed about something or sad they don't really want you to stay there for long and they want to pull you out of it was that part of your journey Yes, absolutely. My friends were constantly checking in, like, what are you uh-huh. doing? Let's go out. Let's, are uh-huh. you feeling better? You know, let's get out of bed. And and honestly, like, sometimes I would be the one, like, hey, why aren't we doing stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, why aren't we traveling and doing more fun stuff? Yeah, it just kept me going. I never stopped working through You're my dating. treatment. No, I never stopped doing all the things because it kept me literally alive. It kept me looking forward to all the things I love and just staying focused because it can be a very scary thing. You can't control. You don't know what's going to happen. You can't control the future. You don't know if you're going to make it literally. 
right? So at least I can control the little things. I can control, so I cold cap. I shared this with you. I didn't mm -hmm. lose my hair because I wore a cold cap. So I could at least control that. You know, I could control yes. being there for my babies. I could, so the little things help me um, go through this journey, really. And are there any things you want to share to other women in the journey who are maybe deciding if they want to have a single mastectomy, a double, if they want how they move forward, what they do, kind of give them insight about chemo, radiation, all those planning ahead. Like, do yeah. you put things on that? I mean, I know it's individualistic, but it is. It is a very personal journey. And I feel every story is very different, but I would say make it your story. Like don't let anybody try to tell you what to do or how to feel, you know, cause there's going to be, people are going to bombard you with ideas oh, and opinions. Did you try this doctor? Did you try this, uh, holistic approach? You shouldn't be putting those toxins in your body. Girl, <laughs> don't listen. Listen to your heart. Listen to your spirit. So many mixed yes. and then sending you. This is a new thing you could do. Mm -hmm. It's hard. Yeah. For me, I followed other pink sisters. That's how we call each other in the community uh -huh. that who have been through this journey and were steps ahead of me. And it was just so refreshing and it was a blessing to watch them walk their journey with such grace and like so i would touch base with those close Good. sisters uh -huh. who could really speak to me from their heart and from their actual experience so it made sense it's not i'm not listening to the noise around me but i am listening people who to have people walked who have in walked. your shoes yes with similar and your everyone's journey is different but yeah with similar situations i found that um for my daughter being sick at 16 it's really hard because other kids can't relate to mm. chronic pain or not being able to do what other kids do and um, she's almost connected. They call it a trauma bond yes. with other kids who have been through trauma. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it was, sh it used to be shameful to go through cancer and people hid and didn't come out and didn't show themselves when they weren't as they wanted to be seen. And it's just so amazing that it's come where you can, connect and meet people and go to support groups and different things. Although it was hard during COVID, I'm sure with all the immune. It was 2022 for me. So it okay, was a little so better. Were, it was it, last year, girl. I'm just, okay, I'm right. just a year and a half. Wow. Cancer free. So it's, it's very recent. Yeah. I just had my last surgery in February. So it's been a few months. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. have you physically rung the bell? Yes, I rang the chemo bell and all of my friends and my family, they were there cheering for me. And then I ran the ra radiation bell. So I rang two bells and it wow. was just the best feeling ever. But you're so right. I That was another reason that I decided to open my story because I, I wanted to change the face of cancer. Mm -hmm. I wanted to change how people see can cancer patients. You know, like I'm, I'm still living my life. I'm still, I'm not going to go hide, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to 
keep living my life and and keep showing up for the people I love and I'm gonna beat this disease and I did so you know yeah that's that's what I decided to do and how is it raising a daughter going through this is it something that you're gonna have her tested but as you said you were tested and I guess boys can even have yes so are you testing your kids how do you feel about that because we've talked about like even going in and having full body scans and our doctor's perspective is it can look like you have cancer when you don't have cancer yeah and some people so now tell us about that yeah so you know how they say cancer is not painful it was breast cancer it was pain for me there wasn't even oh, a lot wow. yes it started with pain I went to see my OBGYN he did a physical exam he said I don't think you should worry about it you're young but okay let's go get a mammogram came back abnormal did the biopsy sure thing it had spread to my lymph nodes and my chest wall crazy so Genetically, it's negative. I don't carry the BRCA mm -hmm. gene, so my I don't have to test my daughters, right. but I have two, actually, two daughters. I have come to this point in my life where I have realized that our emotions are so connected to our body. Amen to the that. The body keeps the score, and I'm gonna say this, it was so painful for me to finally accept that I was neglecting me. Mm -hmm. And that because of past struggles and unresolved issues, I, my body responded to it. You know, mm -hmm. your body can only hold so much. And I felt really like my body gave up on me for, for a little while, you know, and I, it, it was telling me, listen, it's time to heal. So absolutely, I want to test them. I want to take care of their body, but I want them to learn to take care of their soul and Ugh. their emotions. And I want to give them the tools to navigate through life hardships mm -hmm. so that they can heal from the inside. And then your body Ugh, is just yes. a reflection of that. It is. Right? That's 100%. what I'm focusing on now. And it's hard because you mm -hmm. have to dig deep Ugh. and nobody's willing to do that. But here I am. And that's exactly where I work, what I'm doing now. I want to teach them that my daughters and my son mm -hmm. and my son, because yes, we live because in a boys, culture yes. where like boys oh, don't do that. That your son is dating your friend's daughter. And there was that. She's sort of, sort of. There was like a moment of that yeah. too, which I thought was so interesting how you guys managed yes. that between. And it's, we're all good. No, it was all good. And it was just a moment, but, um, it is, um, it is hard. I remember. So, uh, Bella has said that I can share, but she went through a trauma young. So I always wondered if her health problems were a result of the trauma. And we looked at, um, she has dysautonomia, which is basically all of the uh, same symptoms as long haul COVID. Mm -hmm. And it could have happened from a concussion. It could have just been something that came out in her later in life. There, it wasn't identified as what happened, but they said you treat it the same way. But sometimes I wonder if the trauma 
creates the pain and the body can't process it. So it comes out in other ways. And um, the most important thing I could say is to teach kids that their voice matters and to teach them who they can share with and who they can trust and to work through that. And I think it's, it's been my greatest joy and my biggest, um, I don't know, joy in life to watch her come alive through her pain. Mm -hmm. And so I love that you are teaching people that because it is all so interconnected. Then this is what we're doing. This is what our generation is doing. We are breaking. Yes, we are sharing generational these, yes. traumas. We are breaking bonds. We are changing. Yes, the story now mm-hmm. and and to connect with our body is not to bring guilt or shame right rather than create awareness and be Mm -hmm. more present with our emotions and Mm -hmm. know how they store in our bodies that's Mm -hmm. a reality that's obviously i feel so much emotion about this girl but it's good and in fact um she uh called me i was at the forbes women's summit she called me when I was on lunch break and the school wasn't giving her accommodations for her medical condition. And she said she was going to keep fighting and they allowed her teachers to give her extra time for a test. We had five letters from doctors. It was a long process. What matters the most is that she used her voice to advocate for herself. And that's what I said. We are coming together as women because men always felt they could. Yeah. And they felt that they could say, and we lived with so much vulnerability or shame or fear of repercussions or what it would put on our persona that it changed how we could use our voice. Yeah, absolutely. And this is what I tell my kids all Mm -hmm. the time. We all carry a backpack in life Mm -hmm. and we can either put in rocks, which eventually become a heavy burdens burden or we can put in tools Mm -hmm. that are going to help us through life struggles because I can't assure them you know they're not I mean they're obviously going to get their heart broken Mm -hmm. hopefully not but like they're they might go through some disease they might you know you never Mm -hmm. know so I want them to have the tools to navigate through those situations the Mm -hmm. best way possible not letting their body um internalize that and then Mm -hmm. reflects with like an illness or you know mental condition so Mm -hmm. yes or addiction or addictions numbing i feel like that's a big part numbing avoiding all of that not wanting to deal with that especially men i feel Mm -hmm. that's that's something men struggle with so Mm -hmm. i'm very focused with my son about that and Mm -hmm telling him you know your feelings are valid all of your feelings are welcome tears are welcome that's a mm-hmm. saying at home tears are welcome Aww. so yeah absolutely so i could come visit uh, all the time girl <laughs> you can come and cry we can cry together <laughs> I love 100%. It. yes yes so how will people find you and do you have any things that you want to share that are coming up I do, yes. So people can find me on Instagram and Facebook, All Things Melly, and I also have a blog, allthingsmelly.com slash blog. And I have very exciting news 
So um, I am launching my very own dress and shoes that I designed in collaboration oh. with Dillard's. <gasps> the Dillard's, yes. I'm so excited. Ah! It's going to launch next month for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It's a beautiful pink dress. It has butterflies. Butterflies have always had a special yes, such symbolism yes meaning Freedom, for me that's what my mom would tell me she would draw like little butterflies in my notes and she would say you know you're a little you're in your little cocoon but one day you're going to become a beautiful butterfly and fly and and it it just it has so much meaning because through my journey i felt like i was in a dark mm -hmm. horrible place feeling so alone you know, but then I knew there's a purpose and, you know, I'm, I'm flying high and just, you know, connecting with other beautiful people. So it's coming out next month, the shoes and the dress, and it's going to be in all stores uh, nationwide and online. Wow. And they're going to do a donation to the pink agenda to support breast cancer research and that just makes me so happy god bless you i love it thank you well, when so you excited. get the dress and the shoes we'll come back we'll do a fabulous giveaway yes. oh, and we'll absolutely. do it in honor of breast cancer thank i love you. that thank you so thank much you, my love. thank you my love thank you okay guys keep living authentically keep crying keep sharing and keep your girlfriends close always okay bye